0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at soundtalentmedia.com. And I, and I wish I knew that it wasn't going to be easy, because sometimes you get into some, some conversations and it's like, oh man, right? Like it's you, you, the guests can be good, like you and I are having a good conversation, but there's. Guests that are just like, all right. So you have to, you have to somehow figure out whether you can just bail on the conversation, just be okay, thanks a lot, let's get out of here. You know, ask them like general questions, like okay, thanks man, that's great. Or you're just gonna try and break down the wall, and get into some more detail. Depends who they are. There's pe- there's musicians out there that just don't want to talk to you. Right? It's like, it's that's the frustrating part because I, I want the hits and I want the crowd to. to to listen to that and I want them to be happy with it. Right. And sometimes it's just not my fault that I can't get that out of them right
1: hey what's up vox and hops heads i'm matt the vocalist of cryptopsy and the host of the vox and hops metal podcast brought to you by sound talent media where i sit down with fellow metal musicians to talk about their lives music and craft beer i hope you've been having a glorious week i most certainly have been before we jump into today's episode i would just like to ask you to follow the vox and hops metal podcast on the podcast platform of your choice but more than that i'd really appreciate it if you were to rate it and write a review why do i want you to do that well you have to imagine that when someone is looking for a new podcast to listen to to invest their time in what do they do they scroll down they look at those ratings they read the reviews if those ratings and reviews are positive they will most probably give that podcast a chance so by you writing a review for the vox and hops metal podcast you could actually help sway someone to become a brand new Vox and Hops head, and that would be something that I would truly appreciate. Now, today's episode is an epic crossover episode with George Panayi of the Meet Me for Coffee podcast. I've known George for a long time, and it was about time that we did an episode like this, so I'm stoked about it. Get ready, everyone. This is Vox and Hops episode number 297. I warn
0: you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed.
1: Hey, what's up everyone? Today I'm with George Panayi of Meet Me for Coffee podcast. George, how are you doing? This is a great little crossover episode. We're going to hang out talk about coffee talk about craft beer talk about metal talk about podcasting and then we're going to drop this episode on uh, each of our podcasts i love doing this and i'm great greatly appreciated that we get to connect right now george how are you doing
0: I, i'm doing great you know the vox and hops thing is uh definitely something that i'm really digging i have the glass right here hell yes i like the uh led light blasting on it but um yeah it, you know, the crossover thing is very cool because it helps you promote um, your podcast on other people's podcasts. And especially if you're an awesome singer from a band called Cryptopsy, it's, uh, it's kind of cool, man. It's really cool. Um, uh, there's, there's a bit of a backstory with me and Matt. And uh, so I used to be a promoter back in my hometown and I booked this old band uh, called Three Mile Scream. I still have that record. I still have it. And uh, I also have a shirt somewhere, but it probably doesn't fit me at all uh, at a skate park in in Woodstock, Ontario. And uh, ever since. Dude, I remember that show. And uh, what happened was I get a nice beer pouring into there. Um, what happened was is, <laughs> it was at a skate park and there was so much reverb. And oh, man, I wish I would have got like, a louder freaking PA, but. Uh, at the same time there were other great bands too like uh Endast I think played did they play yeah, they, they 100% play. did yes um and I couldn't afford to pay for Diecast who was on tour with Endast um and I really regret that because I became a very big fan of Diecast um and they were in like uh, guitar magazine and and everything like the advertisement for that record uh with <laughs> the song was singled out. um that that was their big song and they came out with that one record uh and the internal revolution with like fractured and and um fade away and uh man just reminiscing on a lot of that stuff you know and and uh i'm really thankful that you know i i said that many times to you that we we still talk um it's a very I've always uh, I followed what you you have done. You 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 went from that band. You, you played in a band called Is It
1: Era of or Era Is? Yeah, that's correct. The Era of, yeah.
0: Era of, yeah. And um, and then uh, Cryptopsy and, and the Worship Your Demons. That was the record, right?
1: That is the first record. The The Unspoken yeah. King.
0: Yeah, the Unspoken King. That that was a wicked record. At first, like when um. Who was the original singer of uh Cryptopsy the, the original Worm. singer is Lord Worm yeah uh, Lord Worm was a, a really good vocalist and then it was like oh man like Matt's going to front this band all right and uh, <laughs> that's what everyone it, thought it, it, really, it really it really dude it really blindsided me because you were doing the era of and then all of a sudden Holy shit, right?
1: Chronologically, it goes three-mile scream into cryptopsy. And then after The Unspoken King, I started the era of though. Okay, so this is why social media sucks. We can't really follow you. (laughs) Um, I am having a beer right now, craft beer, called uh, Joe Blow. Exactly. Vox and Hops is all about hanging out with my friends, talking about their lives, music, and craft beer. Uh, What beer are you going to be drinking on your side tonight, George. Uh, it's called Choblo. It's
0: from uh, Joseph Bloor Brewery, um, established in 1830. Wow, from Toronto. Um, I found this is really cool. Uh, you know, it's kind of funny. Joe Blow. Uh, their 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 slogan is uh, pairs well with beer drinkers.
1: It's a Bohemian Pilsner. It pours out nice Bohemian Pilsner, which means that it's not a standard Pilsner. They're probably doing something out of the box with it and they don't want to get hit with a bunch of negative fucking comments on Untapped by saying this is not a pilsner. So that's why they're calling it a bohemian pilsner I would imagine.
0: What about you? What are you drinking?
1: On my side I'm drinking something very special. This is uh, something from Brutal North America. This is uh, Beyond Creations and one of my favorite breweries, Overhop Canada's brew that they created together for Brutal North America where I dropped 22 collaborative brews across North America back in June. This is Alta the Stout, A Mirage and to honor you the meet me for coffee theme um it's a true crossover this is a, uh, a stout with brazilian coffee it also has that amburana wood and it gives it a strange cinnamony um chocolatey flavor it's, a, it's like the perfect adjunct for a stout because it brings all these other flavors into the brew
0: you should uh, do a should do a stunt right now and have a sip of that thing look at that thing wow I love the, these glasses. Thank you so much.
1: It's they're perfect. They're, they're from my one-year anniversary party where I interviewed Lord Worm at Turbo House, actually. And uh, it was a blast. And uh, I've been enjoying them ever since. Cheers. That coffee. It's, it smells like creamy. It's amazing. That cinnamon, too, from the Ambarana. I really like this, actually. It's very smooth. Ooh, it's amazing. The coffee bite, like caramel from, from the malts. The Ambarana brings, like, all these weird extra caramel cinnamon, uh, spicy flavors. It's, it's really fantastic. And it's a low ABV stout, which is really cool because they wanted to do that for summer. 6% ABV, absolutely delicious. George, do you remember your very first beer? That I've ever tasted? Uh,
0: it, it's been, it was Carlsberg. Uh, your son is young, but uh, my, my dad would always give me a little sip of his beer with my food. And uh, he drank Carlsberg in Carlsberg light. And that was my first sip. The first time I ever um, went a bit too far um, drinking beer, it was uh, with a a company called Brick Brewery who became uh, Waterloo Brewing here. And I'm in Kitchener, Waterloo. And uh, now these guys have expanded. They own Laker and they own uh, rights of the Land Shark and I believe some Seagrams. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that, but... They become very big. And so that was the first beer, the brick brew uh, beer was the original. The, the amber one is the one I firstly got messed up on. Um, and, uh, and I say that with pride because it's cool because it's from here, like it's huge. Um, and just, just trying different beers for me. Um, I know you probably always try different ones. Um, there is a point to be made. If you live in Montreal, people always like, hey man, the smoked meat. I love Montreal smoked meat. Um, But no one ever thinks that the the Quebecers in this country, the people from Montreal, the people who live in Quebec um, have anything else other than smoked meat and poutine or (laughs) or (laughs) poutine. You You got it. It's Um, poutine. The most mind blowing thing is that there's so many breweries in Quebec. That, that, that just blows my mind because like, I, I've seen the beers you've tried on your show. There's different ones. It's like, wow, this one's from Quebec. That one's from Quebec. No, it's all local. Here in Ontario on my birthday, uh, which was two weeks ago, I became 33. Yeah, I'm still, uh, I got the white hair going. That's why I shaved my head now. And um, I just have a nice, luscious head of hair. But um, yeah, man, so... I went on a brewery tour and it was so cool to see all these breweries that I had no clue existed. You never see them on the shelf here. I don't know how it is. It's very
1: complex to get through the LCBO doors yeah. from what I've been told. And LCBO is just in Ontario. Right? That is correct. Yeah. And, and in Montreal, in Quebec. Uh, none of the craft beer breweries are very few of them. Fuck with trying to get into the SAQ, which is our liquor store commission. It's very, very complex. So they just go. Direct to the consumer. Well, we have Depanars. We have a uh, a lot of craft beer specialty specialty stores and um, Depanars, uh, convenience stores that do stock craft beer, local craft beer. So that that helps. And a lot of the consumers go directly to the brewery. That's awesome.
0: Like I wish, like now we can go directly to the brewery, have a beer, grab some beer. Uh, we were hoping to be able to drink it um, just going down to, to the, the 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 corner store like Max or is whatever you want to call it, I don't know if you guys have that there. Um, it's like a different world. You know, I go into Quebec. I drive in right over the border uh, from Montreal. It's the signs in French, and it's like you can't turn left on
1: a green light or something. <laughs> I've, I've <laughs> on heard, the Island heard, of Montreal, you can't turn right on a red light, and that's that is that is something that happens here. <laughs> it's for traffic reasons.
0: <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed my time in Montreal, man. I I had two nights there. And I I enjoyed it. And uh, I I would hope that I I can come back. I think I'm coming back in uh, April of uh, 2000 and uh, what, 22, if everything's well. Um, The CA musician, I forget what it was, but who who it was. It's
1: a a lady. She plays um, like classical music and stuff on a violin or something like that. Uh, Back to that show in Woodstock. I have many anecdotes from that night. Uh, First off, we showed up and we were like, where the fuck are we? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> at an arena if it was like an arena skate park yeah it was big and then we were like baby. there was kids just coming out of the cornrows coming to this show there was a lot of kids there and we were very impressed and the gig was fun And then we went to a motel afterwards with Endas. We each got rooms in side-by-side rooms. And I've toured the world. And and this was by far one of the worst fucking motels that I've ever slept in. (laughs) (laughs) There was an iron mark just on the carpet, (laughs) like burnt. And then in Endass' room, because they were next to us, their shower. They had like freshly redone the shower, but they didn't put a drain. And what it looked like they had done is like, here's the drain. And they took a sh- <laughs> hammer <laughs> and they just Smash. smashed the hole. And that was it. Those are my two anecdotes from Woodstock. Wow. See, I, ne- I would never have known that. Fun memories. I'm like, honestly, and we've spoken about them recently. The Three Mile Dudes. It's, it's like, um, if had you not booked that show, we would have not had these memories. Yeah, there's so many
0: great memories, you know, playing in a band. When you first start playing in a band, I remember me in a band <laughs> you know you practice with your friends and you go play and then your arm seizes up because like you get too excited <laughs> and then uh i used to play in a band called uh soul heavy and um playing a band called age of kings and it's so weird because every time i play in a band it's with these same people that almost the same lineup because it, we're all friends and it's always like you know you show up at somebody's house one day it's like yo man i got a riff Start playing around, right? I'll play drums and you play guitar, whatever. It's like, oh, that sounded pretty good. You want to come over next week? Sure. And then all of a sudden John's there and John sings. And it's like, okay. (laughs) Well, we should find somebody else to play, uh, you know, guitar. It's like, okay, cool. Jim, you want to play guitar? Yeah, sure. So Jim's there, and then it's the other guy, and this guy, and that guy, and it's like, then you have a song, and then you have another song, and it's like, okay, well, this is pretty cool. Um right now i don't have a band i'm just way too busy but um obviously life hits you and you know you, you gets you gotta really have time for that stuff right um it's every very,
1: day is is a calculation of hours and how you're gonna fill those hours right
0: yeah exactly especially like you know having a commitment just like having your show Vlogs and hops and my show i have to i have to manage my time wisely i have to make sure that everything's scheduled properly and that I remember uh-huh. that it's going to be scheduled on that day and I have to make a note of it and I have to prepare and I have to try and do other things all while trying to shape my life and seeing what free time I have, knowing that if I sacrifice yesterday's evening, like I had a few drinks to the neighbors um, that I might get behind. Right. So um, where I want to take my show um, and uh, is somewhere where like I wanted to 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 have guests and and have a jam-packed lineup of not just familiar faces but people who are up and coming and entrepreneurs. Um like I had a guy who had the he has the the steel straw business going on now. That that's pretty cool. Like I um have another guy uh, that just released a show maybe like three weeks ago, and he has a a software that verifies people on dating sites.
1: Wow, so, you know, Yeah. There's all these bots. And, there's no and, trolls. Yeah. Are getting catfished.
0: Yeah. And then you also have guests like Sam Roberts, uh, who I absolutely love. And, um, and uh, guys from nonpoint. And I had talked to a guy from Pink Floyd and the Magadeth and, and so it's, it's kind of cool to mesh everything together. I know you mostly
1: do uh, people who are vocalists and guitar players. And um... My my only stipulation, and at first when I started Vox and Hops, the idea was it would just be singers, and I would only talk to singers. And then I booked my first guest, and he was a guitarist. And I was like, okay, this doesn't work. And I, I felt constrained, and I was like, how am I going to only talk to singers? So we, we changed the idea of Vox to represent the conversation. Yeah. Um, cool. in, in yep. the theme of, of the show so um, the only thing that I want to keep and to make sure stays for Vox and Hops as a theme for the guests is that they're metal either they're metal or they're into craft beer I did a whole bunch of exceptions earlier this year where I spoke to a bunch of uh, local breweries and they weren't necessarily metal heads but they were local breweries that I loved and I wanted to talk to them so those those That's are my cool. stipulations. Hey, keep it
0: metal, man. <laughs> people get people get thrown off. Uh, I feel with my 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 guests because I will go, I will go interview uh, Steve DiGiorgio and Gene Hoagland. and uh, then people are like, who the who the hell are these guys? Right? You interview Parmalee, who's a big country star, you know Kenny Aronoff, and it's like, who's Gene Hogland? Who's who's this? Right? It's like man, you got to read up on things. People are so close-minded sometimes, right? Um, you know, there, there are other podcasts that are more conversational-based, and I feel that the the podcast industry is just kind of here in Canada is just really just starting. Absolutely, um, We we are the front-runners, you and I, and other people amongst us, our peers, um, uh, for something great that's about to happen here. Um, and that's why Spotify is uh taking the reins and, and and bringing on Joe Rogan and and all the all those other big uh podcasts uh because they really believe in the future of of the podcast industry because now um I mean anybody can have a podcast, right? Anybody can have it. It's so easy to start. Um but I always say I I try and help people launch their podcasts. and sometimes, you know, I do some seminars. Um when I have time, obviously. Um but I <laughs> they always ask me like, you know, I have this idea for a podcast. Okay, cool. Like, how are you going to put it together? That's why I always ask them. Um, Anybody can have a podcast, but is it good? Like, is your podcast good? Because like, there's a lot of people who don't have um, the ear or have the budget and that's okay. But you want your podcast to sound awesome because people are going to remember the audio quality. Like I like, I listen to a lot of audio quality, right? I was a producer, uh, was in radio. Like I like to hear things like properly, right? I don't want to hear like some person in a distance on, on a microphone or off their phone or I just don't like that, right? It's, it turns people off. For me, it does at least. Um, so the the quality of, of your product is very, very, very crucial. Um, but being said that it is very easy to start a podcast. You can go to Anchor or or uh, any other site and subscribe and just pop up zoom like we we do now and do it depending on who you want to talk to there's a lot of different ways to do a show right you can do like a show on you know metal music specifically coffee specifically it would be pretty cool um people do sports and now you know Howard Stern was always saying and I always bring this this point up and I hope I'm not uh boring you Matt but uh, absolutely not Howard Stern said the podcast industry would never, ever uh, be a big thing. And uh, he's been proven wrong, uh-huh. right? And I'm sure a lot of people know this. Um, there are people who have left his uh, his staff and started their own podcast, right? Uh, there there are companies like iHeartRadio and, and Bell, and I don't know if I, they're the same company anymore, but uh, I don't pay attention. I don't pay attention to radio anymore. Like I don't I don't listen to, to radio at all. I, I find I find my bands organically. Um, and I invest I, I my time in listening to indie bands and I, I'm on satellite radio sometimes, but it's more just like listening to some Howard Stern. Yeah, I still support the guy, but he's
1: been proven wrong, right? Podcasts are here to stay. Yeah. And there's a definitely a, a market of people that enjoy listening to them. I, I there's one called
0: the Escaping Denver. And I, I I heard it on uh like the advertisement on like the radio when I was in Walmart. It's about like, um, this secret underneath Denver Airport where it's like tunnels and and UFOs and whatever. And I like that shit, man. And there's like there's also ones about like uh, was it a Mind Bender or something like that? I forget what it is, but it was a guest off off uh, Joe Rogan's name's Sean Carroll. He's like a a a professor or a teacher from uh. Uh, University of California and talks about like different dimensions and um, the multiverse. I like listening to that stuff, man. I like, I like hearing people um, interview others and I like hearing people who know what they're talking about. You know, it's like it, it helps you learn something new. And it's become a tool for me. Um, especially if I'm interviewing somebody new. Um, I just look up if they've ever been on podcasts before.
1: That's true. Yeah. But,
0: so I listen to them. So it's easier for me to study, right? It's great. So then you know that the, the background information, um, cause some people ask me personally, like, how'd you know that? Right. How'd you know that? Right. It's like, well, I heard it. You, you, you talk about it, right? So it's a great way to study if you're a host and you want to start your own podcast, listen to other podcasts. It's a good idea. Um, but enough about me, man. Like, this Vox and Hops podcast is so cool with the different beer drinking and I drink different coffees and stuff on my show, but sometimes it's pretty late. And, uh, yeah, when, when you're, when you're bothering people around eleven, twelve o'clock at night to do something and everybody's just so tired, um, it can get pretty, uh, pretty hard you have to wake up for work the next day and at five o'clock or whatever. But, um, there are, are some great coffees out there. Um, and, and, and. They do mix with some beer sometimes, which is great. It's delicious.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely delicious. Let's talk about podcasting in general. Why exactly did you start Meet Me for Coffee? What, what is your, your origin story there?
0: Okay, so I, I did um, about a decade in radio. Um, wasn't really fitting what I wanted to, to accomplish in my career. Um, and I realized a lot of these bands, you know, we spoke about this off the air. Damn, this beer's pretty good. Um, We spoke about this off the air, and a lot of these bands aren't given the chance to be on the radio. Um, I was hoping... and I I like Alanis Morissette. I like Katie Lang. I like, you know, Nelly's okay sometimes, but when it's played, or Uptown Funk is good, but when it's played constantly throughout the day and you won't give people the opportunity to be on the radio like it used to be... um, it can be very, very annoying, right? Um, and hard for bands because they, they get disregarded. Um, in Canada, we have a stipulation for all radio stations. They have to play um, 30% of their content every hour has to be Canadian content. Um, and that was established back in nineteen, the late 1970s by uh, Pierre Elliott Trudeau, who was the father, obviously, of Justin Trudeau. And it was in order to help bands get, exposure, um, and, and, and help bands, you know, get the ball rolling. And, and I I know I, we saw Neil Young, uh, get on the radio waves here at that time. And it helped a lot of people with their careers. Um, right now, the way the industry is, is that you have to pay somebody who has that connection to solicit people, um, your music, and, and hopefully you get, um, some money from SoCan or whatever else, uh, takes your royalties or collects them for you. At the end, of the end of the month, and uh, I don't know what the end game would be anymore. Um,
1: you go on tour and you sell T-shirts.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know somebody who went on tour with Five Finger Death Punch with his band. He was opening up. It was like a thousand bucks, a pay-to-play kind of show. Wow. Uh, across Canada, and uh, they had to sell their T-shirts for the same amount as Five Finger Death Punches. Yep. Price and, match. Yeah. Forty-five bucks. I'm like, I, I'm like, dude, I'm not gonna buy your shirt. I'll buy, <laughs> I'll buy a five hundred death puncher. Um, yeah. So the story goes on. I left. I left radio. Um, just didn't work out. Like I just didn't. Like I was working. I was working so much, and I wasn't seeing the money. And I wasn't happy. I wanted to help out bands. So what I did is I took another job. I started my own show called the world rock countdown. Um, I'm sure you probably remember me posting about that stuff where I found new bands each week and it became very popular. Like I have a, a picture, uh, back in 2016, me and Joe Rogan were the top two shows in the world. Um, and then what happened was I got some, uh, dirty email from a couple of record companies saying that they're going to pursue some legal action against me. And, uh, because you were well, you playing got, their music
1: without, I, their... Had the
0: li- I had the licensing. I don't understand how this worked. Like, I I asked, I paid for the license, and it's like, oh well, now you have the license, um, and they played the music, and and then now, like that's that was a problem. After a while, maybe because I wasn't licensed, I stopped doing the show, for that portion of time, and the license expired, and, and they renewed it, and that's probably when they thought they could just come after me, but. So basically the the consensus was like I stopped doing the show. Um, and then around that time, I had a publicist who was uh, kind of uh, like a colleague of mine. I wouldn't call him a friend um, anymore, uh, but he was one of the old publicists for Paramount. He said, you want to interview some of my actors? Yeah, okay, sure. Well, I don't have a show for it, so... Um, I announced uh, meet me for coffee when I was working in radio on LinkedIn a few years ago, and I was like, "Let's start talking to people and not at people. Let's have good conversations, right? Let's hear it." Because I used to interview bands and and people like Rick Mercer, and I wasn't allowed to just have a full out conversation with them, right?
1: I had to get be just straight, scripted questions. Yeah, that they were prepped, just, that they were prepped for is that is that what it was based around?
0: What it would have to be like under like you know five minutes, right? It's like it's kind of like this podcast, right? We would have been done like 20 minutes ago if uh
1: we had a five radiant. minute timeline. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very easy to create a relationship in five minutes, right? Yeah. So <laughs> what are you drinking? That I'm happened. drinking this. Okay, thank you. Goodbye. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like the,
0: what a letdown that would have that that would have been, like to to interview people or talk to you and we have to finish it in five minutes, right? Um but yeah, like so. I decided to take that idea back and do it. And then it ended up being a, like a slow, kind of like a slow start. I had Larry Hankin on the show. Um, he, he was, he's been in uh, escape, escape from Alcatraz with uh, Clint Eastwood and, and uh, what was it, uh, Billy Madison, Breaking Bad, stuff like that. And uh, that kind of helped me. Um, that was like my fifth or sixth or seventh show. Then I was bringing guys on for Big Floyd and then, uh, Jane's Addiction then slowly slowly like i had like kenny aronoff which is my favorite drummer of all time um and then then things started picking up right like i honestly i can't complain like it's it feels good to have the onus on you and not rely on other people to do things for you right obviously we build our teams but um whatever happens with the show i feel better if i go out and accomplish it or try and do it myself than have my reliance on other people who, you know, are restricting me, right? So um the, the big thing for me is like the way the show kind of panned out ended up being, you know, I wanted musicians and actors. And then it's like, okay, what about motivational speakers or relationship experts? And so it ended up kind of like clashing together with the coffee thing that let's get that get down to earth, have good conversations over coffee, get to know stuff about, you know, you know Kenny Aronoff or Kim Coates from Sons of Anarchy that you've never heard before, or you know, let's let's hear what you no know, the bass player from Megadeth likes to drink in the morning.
1: Like this, like it's it's so cool. Doesn't he has his own coffee, if I remember correctly?
0: Yeah, and his own wine company, and and he's got a lot of his own record label, and this guy. He was he was helping people out too, right? So, um, it was a cool show, regardless. And uh, I had I had the drummer of Jane's Addiction, and he's was saying that they are on a new record. And I think I'm the only freaking show in the world that actually has that on tape. Like that's so cool. Um, but you've had some great guests as well, right? Like you've had some awesome guests, Sebastian
1: Bach. Yeah, he was awesome. I've been very, very blessed. i very, very lucky to, to have, the chance to sit down with many people that I've connected with over my life, over my career with Cryptopsy, uh, my career with Three Mile. You know, the only reason that I had Randy Bly of, of Lamb of God on the show was because back in when I was in Three Mile, Randy came to Montreal to produce vocals for Bloodshot Eye.
0: Yeah, Bloodshot Eye, Shane.
1: Yeah, exactly. And uh, because of that, I hung up with Randy back in 2004 or something when Lamb of God were getting big, but they weren't fucking mammoths. As they are now, so so when they dropped a brew, I hit him up, and the timing was right, and he he had a chat with me. So I'm looking forward to connecting with him again uh, in the in the future. And so so oh, lo- lots of lots of out. interesting guests and stuff, it's just really just connections. Hey, what's up, Fox and says? I just want to take a little moment about Cryptopsy's upcoming tours. That's right, I'm talking about the Scream of Perseverance tour and our headliner dates. alongside amazing musicians that performed on these albums, even more stoked to be doing some headliner dates in some cities that I've actually never played in. If you are planning to come to any of these shows, you should definitely grab your tickets by going to voxenhops.com slash summer, and you will be able to grab all of your tickets there. That's voxenhops.com slash summer. Do it, people. Come hang out with me. Enjoy life, metal, and craft beer in your hometown Come to a show. We're going to have a great time. Now, enough about all of that. Let's get back to the episode. I found that the pandemic had a huge impact on Vox and Hops. I'm wondering if, how the pandemic affected Meet Me for Coffee.
0: The pandemic made me. That's what happened. Like, it was like, you know, last year I posted, it's like, Happy New Year, everybody, you know, it's been a crappy year for most, but it's been the best year of my life. Like, I had my son um in february 2020 and then the show launched in uh what well, was in the beginning stages but in, in march of 2020 so like with all the success of the show and my son and my other kids like it's really been a blessing for me to be kind of stuck in the house sometimes you know you know i've had i've had covid and i've had you know i've had uh I've had to stay home and isolate too in some situations and, and uh, yeah, it can be stressful, but I think people now are able to have that, that relationship kind of renewed, right. With their family, the bond, and you know, we're only hanging out with each other. Um, I like to be home, maybe not all the time, but uh, you know, I know you have children as well and um, it can be pretty stressful being at home.
1: Um, And trying to work from home, trying to do stuff from home with young children is very 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 difficult. What a, you've had a lot of success this past year. Um, and Thank and I've seen
0: it like you like the the hot was it the hot sauce uh, brand that you were you Yeah, yeah, uh, it was very oh, those very, was nice. very Those guys are from London, aren't they?
1: They are from the Thunder Bay, but you mentioned it earlier Invey, the drummer of Invey went on to form with his partner his wife um Heartbeat Hot Sauce. So it's another connection through music that he was interested in helping the podcast, working with the podcast. I loved his products. It was easy. One of those, one of those win-win situations for both of us. But uh, Heartbeat Hot Sauce rules, people. You you put that shit on everything, man. That's I did. Good. I still do. <laughs> I still have a few going, kicking around. I I dip. I, I, ate, I ate some tonight. Honestly, the. Uh... <laughs> the pineapple habanero i had it on my curry that i made right before this chat (laughs) that's
0: awesome you've done so well man you have some beer you have your merch you have you know the microphone with the the the. i don't know what you call it it's called a
1: mic flag and this is pure my wife jessica's doing when i went to heavy montreal uh two years ago i guess at this point um she was like you need a mic flag. You can't be backstage doing interviews with all these bands and not have a mic flag. And I went to Heavy Montreal. I've been many times. I've played twice. Uh, it's a sick festival here in Montreal uh, on Ile Saint Hélène, which is like an island off of Montreal that they created. It's a man made island when they dug the metro system. They didn't know where to put the earth, so they made a fucking island. And they put there's an amusement park on it, and that's where there's huge festivals every summer. There's a crazy festival ground. It's amazing. Uh Venco puts all that shit on, Oshiaga, Heavy Montreal, Il Sonic, um seventy seven, and I'm forgetting one. But um just just a killer killer place, so I went there not to watch shows that year. I was like, I had launched Vox and Hops and I was like, I'm going to do as many interviews as I can. And I did 19 interviews in two days. So I had content for like <laughs> three months after that. I was very, very happy. But I sat in that tent for those two days the whole time just doing interviews back to back. And those were like those 15 minute interviews, which I'm not a fan of. But So you had your own tent with Vox and Hops? No, 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 no. It was like the media tent. Okay, that's cool. It is a future goal. Now that I'm teamed up with Heavy Montreal to have my own tent there, you should. It's you my should. it's my absolute goal. So, a year after that, I teamed up with Heavy Montreal to have episodes presented by Heavy Montreal every week, and that's been happening since then. Wow,
0: I got to got to that too, man. That's a great idea.
1: What a what a sweet idea. Just connections, awesome. um, relationships. Building them, um, fostering communities is something really that we're trying to do. Uh, throughout the pandemic, I started hanging out with people every Thursday called Thirsty Thursdays. Um, it grew into this beautiful, beautiful family. So every Thursday on Zoom from March until now, every Thursday, there's Vox and Hops heads that hang out together all across the globe and drink beer together and talk about their lives and they know each other and now that the pandemic is uh, subsiding slightly and people can travel and meet up with each other there are people that have uh, traveled from the united states to mexico city to hang out and they've met each other in a thirsty thursday virtual hang there's people that come from toronto to hear all the time there's people coming from to texas coming up soon uh, i've met people that are now a part of the vox and Hops crew. Um, Jerry Monk specifically is my metal architect I call him he curates the Vox and Hops Brutal Awakenings playlist every week and that just happened so naturally because for months he was just sending me new curated bands just for me he's just a guy that listens to lots of music he loves it he's got like a specific uh, attuned ear to music extreme music new music and uh, it was an easy decision to ask him to curate it he's also a part of my review crew so i got to the point where i kept forgetting to post my album of the week so i was like let's just enlist the help of a few members of the thirsty thursday gang so whispers from the void podcast which is a podcast that was born out of the Thirsty Thursday virtual hang gang is a dude called Evan from Boston, and a dude called Philip from Quebec City, and they have a podcast and they drop episodes every week. And it was born out of Thirsty Thursdays, so they are a part of the review crew. They do video reviews for Vox and Hops, and then there's a uh, Dan from Manitoba, and there's a uh, Jimbo from uh he's an he's an Aussie that lives in Germany. So it's it's really really. It's a very cool thing that happened throughout the pandemic. I'm very happy about what Thirsty Thursday has brought Vox and Hops. It's just this beautiful community and everyone's just there for the love of metal, the love of craft beer, and the love of just being positive and connecting. It's all about relationships.
0: Like During that time, it's been like very, uh, this time, it's been very, very hard to you know, uh, have camaraderie, right? And it's cool that to hear, hear that you're able to do that.
1: I've hung out with these people more than I've hung out with any of my friends in the past year. <laughs> and we know each other well. They come to Montreal. I always make, make an appearance. I always show up to say hi to them. And they're always just so happy. It was Philip's birthday. And I surprised him. I told him I, was, I didn't tell him I was coming. And I showed up. And he was like, oh, my God. It was, it was just so nice. It's just so nice to, to meet amazing, talented people that also have the same passions as me so it's it's cool it's like the internet in real life yeah i mean like it's cool to hang out with people online it's still not the same 100% not although you should
0: do do it like a massive party and have everybody kind of fly in or one day as soon as we
1: can a true thirsty thursday in real life that would be nice I'd, I'd like to come to that. You should. Be crazy. You should. Be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> a question I always love to ask a fellow podcaster is, uh, is there an episode, an interview that got away from you that you wish that you can go back and redo?
0: Well, the, the, there's a couple. Um, there's one that I never did. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, Stephen Bauer? No. So he he played Manny and Scarface.
1: Oh, okay. And he
0: had agreed to be on my show. So me trying to figure out when or when he could come on my show, like I was hoping to get that locked down. He agreed to be on the show. And now management kind of like hasn't asked me back. Right. Like he like, loved to be on the show. Right. Go help on these dates. And I never heard back. Disgusted so, you. Yeah. I was like, Oh, this is crazy. Right. Like, The guy's such a good actor. He's been in Breaking Bad, Queen of the South, um, many other movies. And it's like, wow, Manny from Scarface. uh, That's one that kind of, you know, ghosted me. But uh, there's a couple that I wish I would have redone. Um, There's a couple I wish I would have never done at all. Uh, There are, um, you know, there's. I did 180 interviews the last year. That's a lot, dude. You and so far, doubled like, me, I think. Yeah, so far, like I only aired probably half of them. Really? Yeah, and uh, I don't plan on airing them at all, right? Mm-hmm. Just because, like, there. Sometimes it goes well. Sometimes there's internet issues, and sometimes,
1: like, it just fucking sucks to talk to them. <laughs> Sometimes when you get people like on a press circuit. Yeah. The more I go, the more I don't want to do those. Yeah. I, I, I'd, I'd never fill out those grids that they sent me. Do you want to nine, nine twenty, I'd write back and I'd say I'm available at this time <laughs> on this day. <laughs> if it works, it works. If it doesn't, I'm fine. I'm, i you know, I, there's people that I want to talk to and I'll make time for, but I'm, Very, very booked, and I'm okay with that, and we will connect when the time comes, but to do it, like, in a press circuit, when someone's already talked to, like, eight people before me, I'm not enjoying, I don't enjoy those conversations, I don't feel that the artists do either. Yeah.
0: Yeah it's just so hard for them to enjoy anything right they, I mean <laughs> once they get to you, they probably heard the same question
1: over and over again, so you gotta- sometimes they're refreshed because it's like, oh, he's not asking about the album, yeah, <laughs> I will talk about beer. I haven't spoken about beer today at all. I will drink a beer with you, <laughs> yeah, it's really refreshing. I actually had one with
0: uh you know what Andrew Zimmerin is, mm, no. Uh, He's like a big chef. He has like a show called Bizarre Foods where he travels around the world and eats foods that
1: normal people don't eat. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, It was like a big interview, man. Like nine o'clock in the morning. Mm.
1: At least Uh, it works with the coffee. With the beer, it's harder. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, no, it doesn't,
0: man. Sometimes, honestly, like I'll be really truthful with you. And this is only going to stay on this podcast. Sometimes there's actually beer in the mug. There's beer or like whiskey or something in the mug because like at some point you have to do interviews at eleven thirty at night, right? So it depends where that that person is in the world, right? You can inter- interview a, an actor who now has to go to France, so your three o'clock interview is going to be you know way earlier in the morning, or you're going to interview someone who's in Australia who is like another time zone, almost completely ahead of you um these are the trials and tribulations but going back to andrew Zimmern, huge interview i i was watching his shows like when you first have a co- child you end up like sitting on the couch and watching yep. tv and favorite memories yeah i love TV. i bought a 75 inch tv just for that um <laughs> th- thanks to craig from ottawa he's my uh my old work buddy he said you know go buy that 75 inch tv because you'll be on it on the couch with your child the whole time
1: holding so 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 best memories yeah
0: and so i start watching a show again on youtube and it's like two three episodes in i wonder what this guy's doing like i wonder like if i could talk to this guy so i hit him up his publicist get back to me you know how many listeners do you have this and that okay 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 when do you want to do it these two days can we do this all right confirm them this time like holy shit i booked them. i fucking booked them, right like holy shit right and uh we get to the interview and it was like perfect it was mint right it was like dead on and it sounds so good and then it ends up that my computer my wasn't my my mic from my computer was picking everything up and not this mic in the end i listened to it back many times right i was like wait a minute This doesn't sound
1: good, right? So uh, that's one regret. I wish I could redo that one. But you released it anyways. Yeah. Did you go through that moment? I know what I would have thought. Did you think about re-recording everything? Yes. Just you, your voice. Yes. It would have been horrible though.
0: (laughs) Thank God. But uh, there's a a lot of trials and tribulations everybody has. What about you? What's one that you can tell us?
1: Uh, I've been really lucky out of 300 episodes. I've been very, very lucky to have had good conversations with wonderful humans. I've mentioned before that when I connected with Dope Throne at Heavy Montreal that time when I was doing 19 interviews in two days, it was really, really hot. They had just played. Um, They liked to party. They were a little bit under the influence and uh, we didn't connect as deeply as I would have liked to. Uh, They were a bit jokey and I played it off as a joke as well, but, um, it wasn't a deep conversation. So, so I would like to redo that one. Um, Dustin from August Burns Red, as well. My first zoom Skype interview, it was a technical disaster. So I would like to redo that one as well. I lost about half of the episode because it just wasn't working. He was really cool and just willing to keep going and trying but i would definitely like to have a conversation with him again face to face or now that i have a more steady <laughs> uh, internet setup in my house now that i'm doing this as frequently as i do
0: or or you know you're doing the, the interview just like now and now somebody knocks on the door just like what just happened to me now um,
1: <laughs> definitely happens and i i you know editing is a beautiful thing so oh my
0: god sometimes it'd be like people yelling in the
1: background <laughs> my kids there's one episode where uh what what interview is it i think it with perika from from uh, nervosa my daughter during the winter i have two interview slots during the week uh, during the, the 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 week yes that makes sense during the week i either do a week night or i do a saturday at 2 p.m for international artists so I had booked pretty at two PM and during the winter it was cold and shit. We live in Canada. Uh so my kids go in the front room and my wife takes care of them. <laughs> and my daughter was having a fit and on this mic you won't pick it up because the way that it's set up, the way that I have it, it's I cut everything when I'm not speaking in, in post so so you only hear my voice when I'm speaking. But if you listen to the YouTube, you can hear my daughter having a fit in the background, which is just the zoom video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like I have a noise gate on this thing and it stops it. But like, I may be able to hear things mm-hmm. like the shower running or whatever, but it, you can't hear it. Yeah. Right? Cause this mic is like, kind of like if it, it only picks up what's in front of it, but you may be able to hear a knock, right? That's,
1: mm-hmm.
0: And sometimes it's like, you know, they know, they know, that is it's going on still <laughs> still
1: they love um, you they love you george well, what, i know i love them too uh, i love you too man you're pretty cool when you started your podcast what is one thing or a few things that you wish you knew that you now know now
0: um, well i i wish i knew how to light the, the fucking set man yeah I i'm still
1: struggling with that one yeah
0: yeah Um, I wish I knew how to use a green screen. I tried doing it for a couple of shows and then I was like, you know what? This is kind of stupid. Um, I'm back to the old background. Um, so those are two things. There's no, the SEO part behind, uh, the, the podcast thing. Um, just learning, like it's more than just a show. It's like everything behind it.
1: The conversation is the the easy part.
0: Yeah. It's just the editing. And I wish I knew how much money it costs to start a podcast like really start a podcast and then invest your time in it. um, And I, and I wish I knew that it wasn't going to be easy because sometimes you get into some, some conversations and it's like, oh man, right? Like it's you, you, the guests can be good. Like you and I are having a good conversation, but there's guests that are just like, all right, I don't know still what to ask. am
1: still guarded.
0: Yeah. Yeah and uh so you have to you have to somehow figure out whether you can just bail on the conversation just be okay thanks a lot let's get out of here you know ask them a general question, like, okay thanks man that's great or you're just gonna try and break down the wall and get into some more detail depends who they are there's pe- there's musicians out there that just don't want to talk to you right? it's like just that's the frustrating part because i i want the hits and i want the crowd to 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 listen to that and i want them to be happy with it right and sometimes it's just not my fault that i can't get that out of them right um so you know kudos to elias from nonpoint like he's coming back on the show like we have a part one and part two right like like we're gonna get more we have a bit of a a short one where we talk about the tour coming up and uh and then the next one will be about songwriting, which is absolutely crazy because he's a great great songwriter. Um like stuff like that, right? I I don't I don't like having guests on two times, but
1: if it's worth it, let's do it. Like let's do it, right? It's so cool. I always um, get more nervous when I have someone back on. For some reason, I'm like and I re-listen to the episode. I don't know if you do the same. Just just to make sure that I don't ask the same question. <laughs>
0: exactly man well it's it's a it's been a good time man I really enjoyed being on your on your show the vox and hops is it's kind of a cool crossover right it's uh, you, you're drinking the coffee bre- uh, brew and I'm having the the joseph bluer Joe blow brew man. so uh, this is actually pretty good have sure bought a case of this
1: this is cool It was good. I'm stoked about it. Um, I do want to talk about collabs. I like making collabs now. Now, when, when are you going to make a coffee? Why is there not a meet me for coffee coffee? Uh, why is there not a beer? Why is there not a hot sauce? Why is there not stuff that you love? Um, how have you not made a coffee yet? It was in
0: the works. It was in the works. I wanted to make like a cannabis coffee. Well, it gives you a, a high and then a down kind of feel. Um, and didn't in, infused coffee, but um, just so much uh, so much commitment, right? I want to do my own espresso blend. Um, that was in the works as well. Now I kind of want to do a hot sauce blend or like a sauce blend or something like that. So it's all just like kind of organizing my thoughts, right? It's organizing doing something and that like I need to have the 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 focus to actually go after. And then I was at, at one point, but I think COVID kind of mess things up for me to be honest in that specific area because in the in the late winter i was ready to rock it right with the coffee and take pre-orders and whatever and and what happened was like we got locked down and that's it like i can't go out i can't do this i can't do that right so i'm um, hoping for next year I'd have a coffee bre- blend out there that's uh um, I, I would like to have like a, a name, the, the the blends named after people who've been on the show. Right? That'd be so, so cool. Yeah. Um, but as it stands right now, like we're just trying to figure out who the next guests are and, and uh, what the next step is. Like even like a, a coffee, a coffee vodka or something like that would be really cool. Um, so it's just taking the next step and that's going to happen. And we just have to have the patience, right? Um the crowd is there um, and I don't know how much they would support buying a coffee, but we also got to look at how inflation's really hit uh, the coffee market as well. Right. So um, there is a, um, a Sumatra blend being kind of worked with now. It's really good. Super smooth. The dark roast, um, one of the best like dark roast I've ever tasted. Um, we are going to start, start off with like the, regular paper bag packaging with the sticker and then uh and we'll kind of graduate into
1: the printed uh, bags
0: yeah yeah exactly so uh keep an eye out for that um i just thought about about doing a beer collab but uh, i don't even know where to start with some of that stuff right it's uh it'd be pretty cool to do it and uh there's so many things you could do And, and uh you know you gotta like i said set your mind to something and do it And I really, um, you know, appreciate that you've, you know, you've sent me glasses, like even do that, that's, that's a big feat in itself. And then even having like your own beer line or, you know, your own hot sauce line or, you know, it it all takes work. Like even your merch, like you got an awesome hat, you got wicked shirts. And like, it just, it is, it's all you, man. Like I, when I see that, I see you like, you know, it's your brand. Um, Mm.
1: Thank you, it's thank you. So I am very stoked to have teamed up with Indie Merch, to to have my merchandise available there. Um, taking the merchandise out of my house was a beautiful step that made me very, very fucking happy. So, and Cryptopsy has been working with Indie Merch for many years, so it was an easy, easy decision. And Indie Merch presented brutal north america so that was an easy conversation to start getting a merch store up there and i'm very very happy to be working with them and we have new stuff coming up in the fall for sure
0: hey, gone are the days where you have boxes of cds in your house i still oh.
1: have boxes of cds in my house but less of them and and no new boxes of cds coming into my house that is for that is a decision that i have made <laughs> if you make a coffee i will find a brewery in your area to make a collab a vox and hops collab with your coffee in it and it could be a three-way collab a a meet me for coffee vox and hops and x brewery oh my god so so when you're ready let me know and we will make this happen
0: let's do it
1: absolutely that's an easy one we could definitely make some stout with coffee it'd be delicious one last question doesn't happen very often because you have three young children uh you tend to drink coffee you are busy podcasting um but every once in a while it happens to everyone what is your hangover cure
0: my hangover cure
1: is another beer (laughs) the most dangerous of solutions i love it (laughs) you know what you gotta have it to kill
0: it right you can be hungover all like this always happens Was always happened, you you get like I don't really get hung over too much. But a couple months ago, I went to some underground Portuguese club when everybody's like it was so forbidden, I I thought it was in like you know some movie, right? It's like an underground club, and we're in lockdown, it's like it's like forbidden, right? Had a freaking massive party, drank brandy. Had some dancing, going some beers, wine, whatever, and I had a—I threw up like six times that <laughs> night, man.
1: Like, that's that's a good first step.
0: Yeah. Um, so that happened, and then I was like messed up all day, and like I was barely eating, and it's like you know what? Like, let me just drink a beer. As soon as I had the beer, like I was freaking ready to rock. Soup and beer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the secret is oh. stopping after that beer. Yeah. That is the secret that many people don't follow. What about you? I I really enjoy Fruited Sours, which is uh, like a Berliner Weiss base. Um, So it's like a a sour base brew with very, it's just like tart. And then they add a bunch of uh, fruit puree to it. So. This is exactly how one of my collabs came to life. I interviewed this brewery called Brewski, which are one of Montreal's top breweries. So fucking cool. Their brewer, uh, Derek, is a wizard. I love him to death. And uh, I pitched this to him after I had them on the podcast. I said basically, like, this is my hangover cure. I drink a brew juice, is what they call their fruited sours, in the morning when I'm hungover with a cup of coffee. And we created Brutal Juice. which it was a which was an 8.5 percent fruited sour with like dark fruits dark berries dark maple syrup and coffee from zab coffee which was a company here in montreal coffee roasters that i love they're a bit punk rock a bit metal i've been wanting to work with them forever and uh i hit them up i said can we like make this like a three-way collab they were in and it was amazing brutal juice i hope they bring it back Root on juice, yeah, brutal, yes. it's juice. It's I, <laughs> <Brutal> juice,
0: brutal <laughs> pig squeal and stuff. Holy oh, shit, that was an awesome commercial.
1: <laughs> George, thank you so so much for taking the time, hanging out with me, talking about your life, talking about podcasting, talking about metal, talking about beer. I really really had a great great time with you, and I'm looking forward to hanging out in the flesh. Massive cheers to you. This has been awesome, man. Like it's been a cool
0: crossover. You know, Vox and hops is here to stay. Um, I'm I'm hoping everybody who listens to my show um, for coffee goes on and, and checks out your show um, and look for a freaking beer collab, man. That sounds awesome.
1: Let's just do that right off the bat. Just make a coffee and I'll make it happen. Let's do it. Massive cheers. Cheers. Hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. Man, this was an epic, epic crossover episode. I love hanging out with fellow podcasters. It's always fun to connect with people that live in the same world, that have the same obstacles as you have. Uh, That being the obstacle of enough time in a day to get everything done that we like to do when you do run a podcast and have a family and are a part of a band and are working full time. So uh, I love hanging out with fellow podcasters and I really had a blast with George. If you have not listened to his show, you absolutely should. is a great, great podcast. Now, if you enjoyed this episode of the Vox & Hops Metal Podcast, I would encourage you to sign up to the Vox & Hops Metal Podcast mailing list. You could do that on my website, voxandhops.com. That's V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S dot com. And when you do that, you shall receive one email a week containing all of the details of everything that has happened throughout the past week in the world of the Vox & Hops Metal Podcast. Now, there's just so much going on in the world of the Vox & Hops Metal Podcast, so please sign up to the mailing list because I would hate for you to miss a single thing. The Vox and Hops Metal Podcast is brought to you by Sound Talent Media. I hope you have a glorious weekend. I will be back next week with one episode dropping on Tuesday. But until then, remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops Heads.
0: Hey what's up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the
1: host of the Tone Mob Podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff.